Welcome to the Champion School Podcast, where champions come to play. Are you ready to gain the competitive edge today? What is up, everybody? Welcome to Champion School. I'm your host, Austin Byler, and today we have an extremely special guest, a good friend of mine from the Bay Area, Matt Rossi. He's the founder and owner of Rossi Training up in Scotts Valley, California. For those of you who don't know where that is, out near Santa Cruz, Northern California area, um, hanging out in the Bay Area with your boy. Uh, as far as his playing career, guys, he went a uh, crazy story that we're going to get into about the high school career. Um, he was at down in Southern California in Thousand Oaks. I believe a lot of you guys have probably played some tournaments down there. And just going through that, he ended up switching schools as a senior, going up to uh, Northern California and ended up going and on to play junior college baseball for a couple years and over to Bethany College uh, in Scotts Valley and then on to pro ball for a few years, which we're going to get into his story. I'll let him explain his story and it's incredible just kind of what people are going to get out of this. Um, the biggest thing is, is Rossi's just a great person and really takes ownership and leadership of his athletes. He, he gets those guys in the gym. He gets them working um, the right way, and he's training them for more than just baseball. He's training them for life. So, Matt, dude, great to have you on the show, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity, and it's been a long time coming. Yeah, man. We've with, been all, trying to... with all the rescheduling. Oh, all man. Thanks for that. No, it's partly my fault, man. We've been uh, we've been bouncing back around, but hey, it's a good thing because it means we're both busy and we're both impacting athletes, right? Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, man. Well, cool. Let's help some parents, athletes, and coaches today, man, with a little bit of just wisdom and um, experience, I think, is the biggest thing. I think the, uh, when you go through life, you gain all these life experiences, and for both of us going through professional baseball, going through um, the good and the bad of it, junior college, college, like in general, high school, like all of this stuff, man, we're able to relate. So I think that's going to be big for, for the viewers. So let's go ahead and get into your story, Rossi. I know that um, you're now up here running Rossi, uh, Rossi training about three and a half years now. I've been over there twice and I love it, what you guys are doing. I think it's incredible. One thing that stands out to me is your, uh, your whiteboard up there where you get to see all of, like the guys' maxes, what they're doing in the gym, as well as where they're going to school. That fires me up. Is that by design? Yeah, absolutely. It's just to give guys, you know, uh, one, some goals, two, to kind of give them uh, a little bit of like a little bit of competitiveness inside the gym. And, uh, you know, everybody, anytime we can compete and compete against our, pe our peers, I think it makes us a little bit better. I love it, man. I love it. Keep competing, brother. I still need to get in and get a lift. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> lift the house in there, man. Let's go. So let's get into your story, man. Kind of take us through um, take us through your playing days and, and kind of how you've ended up to this point in your career. Uh, so, I mean, like you said, yeah, I grew up in Thousand Oaks, California, played up through then. And then uh, all growing up, I was uh, like an infielder. And then... Um, my senior year in high school, moved up to the Bay Area, um, and from there, basically, uh, I had to make a choice. When I got there, I found out, um, basically, I found out that the whole infield were two or three-year uh, starters, and so uh, when I when the coach asked me, when I finally met the coach, uh, and he asked me what positions I played, um, I told him I play I can play anywhere, and he had asked me if I, if I could catch. And I said, yes. And so when I moved up North, 
my cousin actually let me lent me a pair of catching gear. So I had catching gear and a glove with me already. And so uh, one fall game, they put me into catching. And I had never caught before, but uh, I caught, did did well enough to continue on. And uh, then so that year I was able, I caught that year and ended up getting recruited to go catch in college. And then from there, um, I went on to played uh, two years of Juca ball before I went to Bethany in Santa Cruz. And I was lucky enough to then go play pro ball. Amazing, man. Amazing. I think it's really cool just kind of hearing a little bit of your story. You know, like I've gotten to know you as a person. I see your mission. I see how much you care about the kids and how much you care about what you're doing, which inspires me. I mean, your content on social media is incredible and uh, it's just great for anybody looking to gain the competitive edge in any aspect of your game. But um, something that just sticks out to me is the adversity, man. Like, I didn't know all of this. I knew you went and played pro ball. I knew you played in college. I knew you were a pretty good player. We have a mutual friend, Aaron Nielsen, who's just the absolute ninja, the legend, man. That guy's incredible. Absolutely. Um, uh, unbelievable person. And I didn't know this in depth. So, like, kind of take us through that, man. We talked a little off air, but take us through that about switching positions, like, You've been you probably a little stubborn. The ego kind of comes up a little bit, and it's just natural for the human mind. And you, you're like, I'm a third baseman. I'm the best. I'm the best. And you go up to this new school expecting to do well, and, and you know that they're going to be pretty good too. And then now you've got to switch positions. Your senior year. Give me a break. Take me through it, man. Um. Uh, so basically, I mean, I had to make a choice, and uh, I mean, if I wanted a chance to play, I had to to uh, to be able to be open-minded and willing to make the move. When I, before I left to move up North, um, a mentor of mine, Reggie Smith, who played in the big leagues for 20 years, uh, major league hitting coach, um, major league, uh, or minor league field coordinator. And so he, I grew up working with him and he basically told me, you know, no matter what, just say you're an athlete. He, and he always instilled that in us growing up and said, you're an athlete, you're an athlete first, never let a position kind of like define you. And so I basically, when I went up there, I went up with that mindset. And so um, I trusted just my personal abilities that I could do it. And from there, I mean, I worked unbelievably hard, obviously to just kind of, to get as good as I could at that position. And with that, it's something um, I really preach to our athletes. It's be an athlete first. You're not defined by your position. If you define yourself by one position, then you're going to really limit your abilities later on. And so when you get, if your goal is to play at the next level, whether that be college or pro, if you're, there's only one shortstop on each team. There's only one third baseman. If you're an athlete, you're able to, you're giving the coach more opportunities to put you in other positions. And I think now in today's major leagues, even college, but like you see a lot more guys that can play multiple positions because they just want to get the bats in the lineup. And the more positions you can play, the more athletic you are, the more of a chance you have to keep finding your names in that lineup card. Wow, man. That's like, I think that's massive right there. The more positions you play, the more opportunity you have, the better chance you have to find yourself in a position like that, right? Like you were able to adapt. You were able to go in there and like, yeah, dude, you, just, you checked your ego, 
and, and you went on and, and you battled through adversity and you learned new positions and you were always an athlete. Like, I love the be an athlete first line. Like, it fires me up because, like, so many times people from the outside think that baseball players aren't athletes when in reality we're probably the only athletes that can go play another sport and succeed, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And no, so, definitely. oh, it's crazy, isn't it? And um, it gets into like the, the personal training and how we do that. And, and we'll get to that later on in the show. But something you mentioned that I, I want to hit on real fast before we continue is Reggie Smith in, in the mentorship. You said your mentor and something that like I believe is absolutely essential, crucial for your not only career, your life is to find a mentor. So parents, coaches, athletes, whoever's listening to this get a mentor ASAP. If you're a mom or dad, get a mentor for your kids as soon as possible. Find somebody that you trust that you know is out for the best, has it out for the best for your son or daughter, because that's going to change the whole course of their career. And like you said, you remember a quote that he gave you when you were 12, 13, 14 years old, and it took yeah. it, you took it all the way up here. And now you're able to pass that on to other athletes. So I just wanted to hit on that real quick, Rossi, about the power of the mentorship. But um, going into that, about being an athlete. So how exactly do you train your athletes to be athletes, I guess? Because I know there's a lot of specific, I guess, baseball training that can go on. Um, but how do you, in particular, train your athletes to be athletes? Uh, I mean, I think it starts with building a really good foundation. I mean, I think you... Well, if we just look, if you're a parent or an athlete and you look at the uh, internet, I mean, you go on Instagram, you can see a lot of, you know, high-end stuff, a lot of, a lot of training that's probably, uh, the guys are doing that have probably been, are guys that have been training for five, five years, six, six years, excuse me. And um, so it's important for me and my, my other coach, Ashley, and just other coaches to like really not get caught up in that and really focus on building a, a really good foundation, a really big base, and then growing from there. Um, it's easy to like want to look ahead and do all the fancy stuff, but without a really good foundation and base, it's really hard to continue to grow. I mean, one thing I always say um, is no house is built without a, without a foundation. So if we don't build that foundation, really get those fundamentals down and it's we're going to really limit ourselves down the line. So build that foundation first. And then from there, then we can start getting into, you know, a little more fancy, a little bit, make the training a little more fancy and things like that. Very cool, man. The foundation aspect. Now, how do you, how do you break down the foundation when you get a, an athlete that comes in, say, we'll just say a 16 year old and he's been lifting a little bit, but doesn't really have the education piece of the lifting and, he comes in and he wants to squat the house. He wants to deadlift the house. He wants to throw around the weights like they're freaking pinball ball or pin, ping pong balls. And he's just, he's getting after it, right? Like that's what he wants to do. He's a quote unquote animal. And you're like, dude, let's, let's slow down here. Let's, let's rewind, you know, let's build your foundation. Now, how do you build the foundation? Like, what does that consist of? I think it's just, um, well, one, we have five, uh, foundational movements that we work on the squat pattern, the hinge pattern, uh, push pattern, pull pattern, and then uh, core. And so with that, I mean, each one we're, we're making sure we're, uh, learning how to move through those patterns, um, with the most basic variations. Yeah. They, they might want to squat the house, but, uh, they got to show me that they can, uh, 
goblet squat or any time of uh, landmine squat, even just a basic squat that they can show, they have to show me that they can do it fundamentally properly. And, you know, if it takes, it shouldn't take a ton of time, but if we need to put a little extra time um, honing in that, I'd rather do that in, in the beginning so that in the end, yeah, you can go and move the house and do things that you want to do. But if you try to do those things too early, you're going to end up hurting yourself later on. Yeah, that's very interesting, man. I remember in college, at least, and I'm sure you guys probably did the same thing, was we'd have like PVC pipes and we'd have to do like a, some sort of like overhead squat to make sure our hips could move. And yeah, like, absolutely. oh, mine uh, was stuck, man. Like, do you do some of that too with the PVC pipes? Yeah, like the training? Uh, so we do do the PVC pipe. We'll do that with like in the front squat position. We'll have them hold the PVC pipe. We also, when we do any of our, so every athlete that comes in here, we put them through a, uh, an assessment and part of the assessment is the overhead squat with the PVC pipe. And then just the PVC pipe, the overhead squat with the PVC pipe, it just gives us a lot of information, how you move through your ankles, how you move through your hips, how you move through your thoracic spine. Uh, do you get good shoulder flexion? All things, I mean, all things that are really important for obviously not only um, squatting and lifting, but also playing because those little things like that um, can really affect how you move on the field. And I think that's the biggest thing for us is we're trying to get these athletes to move better. So it translates to the field. The goal isn't just to be strong, to be strong. It's to be able to transfer what you're doing in the weight room to the field. And I think a lot of times if we don't, um, uh, train properly if we don't if we just get really really strong but we do it through the wrong movement patterns it's not going to transfer to how you perform wow that's i mean that's very very good information like that's top notch because you got to be able to move to be able to play and you get a bunch you can't be a stiff brick up there in the box or on the mound you're gonna get hurt you know you're gonna pull something so you guys are basically breaking down the foundation. You're breaking the barriers. You're going from like a baby, like treating it almost as a baby steps, and you're building up. Now, how long do you say your typical like training sessions last as far as like months-wise? Like, Do you have guys come in for the off-season training? Is there in-season? Is it all year-round type of deal? Like, Kind of how does that work? Yeah. We're, um, obviously, there, there's uh, different athletes. Um, have different schedules, just turn some of our athletes play multiple sports. Um, but for the most part, we try to keep the, our athletes in here year round. Um, with that, there's different phases. Obviously you have your in season phase, you have your like peer off season phase where you're all your, hopefully all your attention just be to getting after it in the gym. And then, um, then there's like periods where as you're getting closer to the season, like you have to factor in like how much training you're doing or how much skill work you're doing. So um, there's different phases. Like there's, a, I would say like each phase would be about three months and there's about four phases that you have to really like, tr if you have an athlete for a year, you have about four phases and each one's about three months. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Three months each. No, I like that. I like that. It gives you uh, enough time. I mean, is that exact every time? No, something, you know, with, Baseball, it can be sometimes hard with a lot of kids wanting to play year round. Um, and so, you know, how do we like, okay, you want to play year round and 
whether that's right, wrong. Um, how do we, like, when's the most important time? When is the time where you're still playing, but the gym may be like, some, we need to work on something to help you stand out for the next year. It can't always be like some down phase in the gym because you're really not going to see the benefits on the field. Ooh, touch on that a little more, man, because just like probably picking, I'm sure you get this question a lot from parents and, and athletes too, and even coaches like, hey, is it good to take a bunch of time off? Is it good to take this amount of time? Like, what should I do during the summer? What should I do during the fall? Should I throw? Should I hit? Should I do this or that? And all these questions, and they're all valid questions. They're important because we need to know how our body works. And you are in the space that you literally know exactly how the body works. And you know how to get the absolute most physically out of an athlete. And now, like, when, when you get people asking, like, what is the, the best times to take off, this and that, how much time should an athlete take off after a season, one? And two, what is the most time you should take off, I guess, like lengthwise, like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks overall before getting back in the gym in general, like if you just wanted to take right. a break? Um, so first off, I would say, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's not the best answer, but it's, it, it, it really does. It depends on, it depends. It depends on the athlete, depends on their overall goals. Like what's your ultimate goal? Is your goal to play um, college ball? Is your goal to just play high, just, you know, just make varsity and play your four years of, of high school? Is your goal to play pro ball? So then you have to really, from there, once we know the goals and you know your goals and we know where you're at, you got to really take a look of where where are you in terms of your development and where do you need to be to get to the level that you um, that you want to go. So if you're, let's just say you're a guy who wants to go play college ball, and I mean, obviously, it's a whole other topic. Like we get caught up in um, wanting to only go play D1, but I mean – yeah, go play wherever some school wants you and you have the opportunity to grow. But with that, uh, uh, I think, let's say you're, you want to play D1. That's your number one goal. Where do you stand up against the guys that are either being signed in front of you or the guys that are already there? And then from there, we need to do like a needs analysis. If you're a guy who you're as strong as the house, you're, all of the stuff in the gym is – maps out then yeah probably need to spend a little more time on the skill work if it's the other way around like uh we need to work on speed or we need to work on strength then i would say we need to factor that in more and spend a little less time on the gameplay it doesn't mean you need to cut down all your skill work it just means that you need to really focus on uh putting time in the gym and putting really making that a a real big effort or making a real big effort to make those changes and then with that yes i i do believe in me putting the ball down for uh, some point some period of time um with that i know a lot of people don't like to do that there should be a time no matter what where you're not letting it eat if that makes sense if you're a guy who doesn't want to put the ball down but you're still um you're there even though you don't want to put the ball down you should still be a time where like okay i'm just like just playing catch just lightly just to keep my arm feeling just to keep that feel um and then from there let's say there should be three months i think three months minimum where you're just focusing on 
the gym. You're like, all right, I am. I uh, I don't like to use numbers specifically, but let's just say right now I only squat 200 pounds. I need to get to 300, and that's a major goal. And I would probably use deadlift or reverse lunge or something like that more more specific when it comes to those weights. But all right, if I'm not, my numbers aren't map, mapping out, and I'm hitting my ceiling for. Uh, the numbers that I'm, or that my skill works hitting its ceiling because I'm just not strong enough in the gym. So here, I need to really dedicate this time to, you know, making uh, physical changes so it can show up in your athleticism and your skill work. I kind of beat around that question, so I apologize, but I hope that makes sense. No, it makes total sense, man. It's it's developing a specific plan for you, and that's it. Answered my like real question is, like, there's no cookie cut answer for anybody like a specific person like me and you are both training differently like if you're a pitcher and i'm a hitter and like i'm a first baseman i don't throw as much like i'm gonna train a little differently than you're gonna train and that's like that's the main thing that i got out of that is that everybody's bodies are different everybody's functions are different everybody's roles and responsibilities are different so your training's got to be specified to something that's going to help you succeed personally and i think that's cool that you you can find that through your evaluations and then you're able to um, maximize their time in the gym in different ways man it's not just lifting weights like you're doing different type of mobility and and like for me coming out there a couple of times and working with you on the mental training side of the things is like massive and I kind of want to get into uh, the mental side of the game because it's big on my heart it's big on yours and I've got a couple more questions for you as far as that stuff goes but now with the the physical training of the game do you believe that the the physical side of the game can actually help impact your mental side of the game absolutely um i think you know the old saying look good feel good um look good feel good it's like the same thing like if you're feeling strong you're gonna feel better mentally you're gonna feel mentally strong i feel like you're confident i think Weight room more than anything, whether it be an athlete or just not everyday life, it I think it builds confidence, and confidence is probably the biggest thing when it comes to baseball, right? So it, unlike any other most or yeah, any other sport, I mean, it's like it. What's the saying? Ninety percent mental. Uh, if you don't feel good when you're in the box or on the mound or at in your uh, position, you're gonna have a tough time. You know, it's the. So yes, I think. The weight room can definitely build confidence and it's it not only will it make you look better it'll make you feel better and kind of just build that swagger uh, like when you feel good you play good Ooh, swagger i like swagger man i like the swagger word <laughs> it sticks out i love it and kids nowadays think of swag as my new batting gloves my wristband my uh my watch and my little fitbit that i got on during the game yeah. for some reason my uh cool new nike swag like shoes and all this other stuff i think there's a bigger swag and that's like all external and that's all false or fake like whatever you want to call it it's basically fake swag like you're just putting on front like you're masking what's really inside now when you see a guy who comes into the box and he's not just jacked but he's in good shape and he takes care of you know he takes care of his body and, right. and they're in the box or they're on the mound. You're like, okay, this person's got a little swag to them. Like they've actually put in the work. And now that leads to the confidence aspect that you're talking about. And confidence is the biggest thing in the world. You can be the best, most talented player in the world. But if you don't have any confidence, you are screwed. You're going right. to swim into the ground, man. And you're seeing yeah. it firsthand with your athletes, I'm sure. And how good does it feel as a coach 
Now, putting yourself in, in not just the weight training coach, I consider you more of like a life coach for these guys. You spend so much time with them. How good does it feel as a coach to see these guys go on and have success and, and put down a, a university on that right side of the whiteboard in your guys' locker room and, like, all of these cool things? How does that feel, man? I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it feels good. I think the biggest thing for me um, um, is to help these kids get to where they want to get. I, like, I tell them, all, I tell them a lot, um, especially, like, when a new kid comes in my goals are your goals. So whatever your goals are and the, the work that you're willing to put in, I'm going to do the same thing to help you get there. And so, um, I was lucky enough to have, like I said earlier, good mentors and people who've helped me along the way from baseball side to the training side. And my goal is just to be able to give back and when I can. So yeah, I love being able to help these athletes get a reach wherever their goals are. And, uh, it, I mean, that's what it's all about for me is how can I, how can I help, how can I help these kids? And it really is what drives me every day and sometimes make my, makes my wife hate me, uh, <laughs> the, time I, the, the time that I put in and being on the phone, but you know, uh, yeah, what it's, what drives, drives me and, and it keeps this place, keeps this place going and it's helping, helping these kids get to where they want to get. Well, you're doing a great job of it, man, and you're you're really impacting these guys. And I kind of have been connected with a few now since being out there, and I just love what you're doing, man. The kids are so such good kids. Like they really care about the game. They care about getting better. And any time that you can promote an environment like that for these athletes to thrive in, that's what it's all about. Because I mean, you can have you can go to the normal gym. You can try and do it on your own. You can have somebody write you up a plan and say, "Here you go, go do it." But if you don't have somebody pushing you, if you don't have somebody trying to help you get to that next level, it's not going to do anything. You're just going to go backwards. And I think if you're not going forwards and moving forward and getting better, you're just getting worse. You know, there's really no Absolutely. staying the same in baseball, man. Yeah. Now, now, how important is the nutritional aspect? We haven't even touched on this part. And I know it plays a huge role because personally, my nutrition sucked during the seasons. And I would go eat McDonald's and Jack in the Box and Sonic and you name it. And I wondered why I had this pudge all the time. I'm like, why do I still have this belly? I work out every day. Like, I'm squatting all day long. Give me a break. And then I realized when I got out of pro ball, ironically, that my diet changed my life. It gave me so much more mental clarity, so much more energy, so much more confidence in myself. Now, how does nutrition play an aspect in what you're doing in the weight room and in life in general? I mean, uh, it's, it's huge, especially for... Well, for anyone, like you said, like you, you saw the uh, difference it made after. But I think, I mean, one of these kids, um, it's something they, yeah, they neglect. And so I think nutrition, not only will it obviously help you um, see the results faster in terms of like changing your body, but it also help you feel better, you know, um, give you better energy. It will uh, energy just recovery those two main things alone uh, are huge right i mean if if you're training you want to get the most out of your you want to get the most out of your training so nutrition really is the main key to really seeing those results sure like seeing those well i should say seeing those results aesthetically um and with that i mean it's the biggest thing we see that's neglected 
I mean, a lot of, yeah, sleep could be up there with it, but nutrition is the one thing that these kids definitely don't think about. And the ones that do, I mean, it just, it takes them like over the edge. And I think we talk about a lot about how do you set yourself apart? You know, you, most kids are hopefully that really want to play or are training, are doing their skill work. But if you want to take yourself over the edge and put yourself at another level, take care of the nutrition, take care of the sleep. Cause those two things are the ones that aren't, you know, prioritized by most of these athletes. Um, so yeah, if you want to set yourself apart, really, really focus on the nutrition. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And hearing it from, from somebody who's certified in that type of an aspect makes it uh, more believable because you can have like me coming on here, like other people that don't have, I guess, nutritional or a physical weight training background. I mean, obviously played a lot, so basically have the training, but without the actual certification, it's good to hear from somebody who's certified and who's working with people on a daily basis on this aspect. And not just athletes, you work with with families, with with mom and dad, you work with grandpa and grandma, you're working with everyone and you're seeing the correlation. And to know that inflammation is the number one cause of disease in the entire world. And as athletes especially, we are constantly putting our bodies in stressful situations that lead to inflammation. Nutrition is so crucial for anybody out there. You've gotta get on a diet or or not, I don't even call it diet, I call it a lifestyle, man. I call it a, a, a change of heart. And you've got to get something going to where you can help decrease inflammation in your body. It's going to keep you healthier on the field, off the field, more mentally clear in the classroom. You're going to be a better person at home. It changes everything in your life. So, Rossi, before I ask you my last question, where can these guys find you on social media? Uh, well, uh, Instagram is just Rossi's Training, R-O-S-S-Y-S and training t-r-a-i-n-i-n-g and uh twitter is mross18 i believe perfect perfect go give him a follow guys this dude's got some great information like i i commented on something i think two days ago about a medicine ball exercise that i'm gonna start using with my guys now because it was like oh this is what i'm trying to tell them but this is him doing it in a weight room aspect i was mind blown so it was awesome to see that so if you want to gain the competitive edge if you're looking to actually get better and and move on and play at the next level you need to check out rossi's instagram especially because he's got some great videos that give you a good description of what he does so rossi final question for you man the million dollar question man what what impact do you want to have on the game of baseball and the athletes that come through rossi's training wow uh I mean, my goal, like I said earlier, is just to be able to not, both at our level, help, you know, the youth athletes, youth baseball players, give them the best opportunity to, you know, fulfill whatever their goal is and help them get as far as they want to get. And like I said, it could be pro ball, it could be college ball, it could be just varsity. But my goal is to help each athlete that walks through these doors be the best athlete that they can be and kind of give them as much information as I can to help them after they're done here, after they're done playing and going through life. Cause we talk a lot more about, I mean, yes, we talk training, we talk baseball, we talk nutrition, but we just, we talk about like ways to prepare, how to handle, how to handle situations, how, 
how to handle adversity, like things like that every day with our athletes. And I think um, so much of that stuff, yeah, when we're talking about usually is relating to baseball, but it relates to life, you know, preparing, um, planning, things like that are just so crucial. And it's why one of my favorite quotes is uh, um, the John Wooden quote that now I'm going blank because I'm on the spot. But, uh, uh, Failing to, oh, there it is, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And so I just think, you know, how my goal is just to help these kids. And I mean, even the pro guys that we work with is just how do we help them put themselves in the best position that they can for not only success on the field, but continued success after that. That's amazing, Rossi, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. You absolutely crushed it. And just all this information that you have been able to, uh, just display to the the audience, man, and to these athletes and these families that are looking for stuff like this is huge. So keep impacting those athletes. You're doing an incredible job, man, and I look forward to continuing our, our relationship here down the road. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, and um, I'm, we're lucky to have you on our team as well, and so that's, that's right back at you. So thank you.